listening to the On-Call Empath Show. Hey guys, this is Raj Montage coming at you with another On-Call Empath episode. I hope you guys are doing well. You can quickly hit the subscribe button, give me a thumbs up. Definitely helps me out. It makes me uh, be able to make more videos. So in this episode, um, I want to talk to you guys something that kind of keeps coming up, especially with a lot of the people that I coach, but also in general with empaths and uh, highly sensitive people, they seem to be having a lot of problems leaving a toxic person. In this video, I want to break down how to go non-contact, how to break ourselves, not feel like guilty or go through any type of, you know, self-hate um, feeling pressured, um, all the things that come with leaving a toxic person. In this case, it might be a narcissist that you live with, somebody that you divorced, but you have to kind of see anyways because the kids are involved, or a boss where there's no way you can get around that. I mean, you have to deal with life and sometimes some of the toxic things that keeps us in this cycle that keeps going over and over. So I want to start off by asking you guys straight up, think of one toxic person, whether you're dealing with that person now or if it was somebody way back in the you know day, but I want you to picture this person. Imagine you walking away and never, ever talking to them again, like meaning one day you're with them in presence and then the next day you're done and you don't see them anymore. What are some things that come up inside of you? That's what I want you guys to focus on. Well, one thing that I know, especially working with a lot of people that I coach, there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of anxiety. Um, Guilt is a huge one because they feel guilty for just leaving this person and going non-contact. But on the flip side, there's a feeling of freedom, a feeling of just weight being let go from years of abuse. So you're getting all these mixed feelings. So you're getting one and the other, and it feels like very scary. And so I'm with you on that. So that's why a lot of times when people try to go non-contact, many times, like the first or second time, they don't succeed. It's like picking a wound. If you ever had a scab on your arm, um, on your body, and you like to, you know, pull the scab off, what happens? It, it reopens the wound and then there's a little blood and it hurts and then it heals again. Um, and then once it heals over, then we do that again. So we keep doing that cycle over and over and over again. And the wound never really has time to heal. The only thing that would help that is if you just stopped picking on the wound, meaning it's out of your head. It's out of your mind. Like it's just literally not there. And that's how I look at non-contact. Narcissists and manipulators will find a way to get to you, even if you go non-contact. And this is one of the things that I see that even if you change your name, you cancel all of your social media accounts, you move to another city with, there's so much like technology out there they can get get a hold of you, even with a restraining order and all that. I mean, there are ways 
to indirectly or directly get to you, where they can even have people that you know get to you or spread um, toxic uh, rumors about you from other people, uh, and then that could get to you. So regardless of going non-contact, you have to take into consideration that Yes, you're, you are walking away from this person. And yes, you are, you're going to go through a withdrawal period. But during that period, they are going to try to get to you. And it is up to you, the, the person that is go, trying to make these boundaries of going non-contact is to be mentally strong and not let it bother you. Because you are going to have other people talking about you. You are going to have like maybe emails from people you don't know maybe phone calls with um, undescribed numbers, undeliverable numbers, uh, voicemails with nothing on it. And you're going to have this period where they're going to try to get to get to you. Um, and so that's one of the hardest things that I tell my clients is if you can get through that phase, if you can mentally prepare yourself for bullshit that they're going to say about you to other people and then play all these games and plant seeds everywhere and you're just going to keep tripping on them. It's just either you're going to give in and go back, or you're just going to be strong and you're going to keep moving forward and, and keep it no contact. And it, and it is very, very hard. I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it to go non-contact is very tough. It's like getting off of a drug. Um, for some people, they go, you know, they get paranoid. It can lead to trauma bonding where you can't function. Um, I have had some people where they they just don't leave their room. They're too scared to do anything. Because imagine you were lying on this person for years. And they've been abusing you. And then all of a sudden you're on your own. Or you go into a place where people are actually normal and treating you nice with dignity and respect. And that is also a trigger. And you're like not used to that. And then there's a fact where I understand if you're listening to this and you're like, look, I, there is no way I can go on contact. I have kids involved. I have to co-parent. I have to see this person every week for the kids. I have to be strong. So there's, that's not even an option. Or I have a boss makes my life hell. And if I quit, I will be out of a job. I won't be able to pay my bills and I'll be in the street. I get all that. And that is probably one of the hardest things you can do. But I have some good news, though. Even though you can't go 100% no contact, maybe because of a divorce or uh, a job where you can't leave, there are ways where you can slowly get the wheels rolling towards non-contact. Um, and I've talked about gray rocking in um, a couple of my other videos, which you guys could take a look at. But gray rocking is basically when there is no emotion, there's basically nothing on your face or your what you say out of your mouth, there's just nothing. You're like a gray rock. So when they talk to you, eventually the narcissist will lose interest. They're not going to find you um, any more amusing when they play these games on you and then they go to the next victim. Now, what I normally see is... Um, a lot of the clients that do go non-contact for a long time, they'll be doing great for months. And then all of a sudden they might go um, start looking for them again, just because they're curious. It's not that they want to get back, but they're just curious. You know, they're, they're curious, like who are they dating or, you know, let me see their social media page. And that is just kind of opening up trouble because 
that's that's sending a signal to our brain. It's like an itch that we have to scratch. And we open that Pandora's box and then we dig further. And before we know it, there's a text and then we respond to that text. And then there's a meeting where you maybe meet them once for a few minutes or you talk to them on the phone. They're love bombing you, wheeling you in. And now you're right back into that cycle. And you were doing so great for months. What happened? And that's what I get a lot with my clients. They'll, they'll tell me I was doing so great. And it's been six months and my life had was so awesome. But then I unblocked them on Facebook and I got a message like a couple of weeks later. And um, he said that he missed me. And I, I said, I miss him. And then next thing you know, there she's going right back with that person. And then the view starts over. So I'm letting you know right now, look for these urges that you get. These are urges that will come up. And in fact, when you go non-contact, you can expect you to get these urges very intensely. So what do we do? I mean, what's What's the solution to all this if, if it's going to be so much trouble to go non-contact? Well, to go non-contact, if you look at the future, and this is what I tell um, people that I pr- coach, is to write down a list of things that you want to accomplish in life, but more importantly, write down how you're going to feel. I want details. How's it going to be? How would you feel when you're not being put down anymore? When you're not feeling guilty, you're not uh, being blamed for everything, um, that you're free. You can go see, date, um, go to any job that you're not in those shackles anymore. And when you write that down and you keep that with you, when you get these urges, I tell people to open that, that little journal and start reading each point out loud. And that when you hear that, you're like, yeah, why, why the hell would I want to go back to this person that's a monster? Because what happens is we forget it. We focus on the good times and, you know, it wasn't so bad and we start to justify it. But then when we read over like exactly how we really felt and what our goals is, you'll see that it's not aligned. It's not in our best interest to even entertain the fact that we should contact them. So if you can go non-contact, more power to you. Um, there's steps to doing that. Definitely reach out to me if you are uh, if you're thinking about doing that. But one of the things that I um, am big on is having a support, having a coach, having a friend, having a therapist, having somebody you report to daily if you can, but weekly. You know, just you tell them like, this is what's going on. I really feel urging. I feel the urge to call them, have accountability, have this person keep you accountable because it's really tough to do it on your own. I can tell you that 110%. And if you can talk it over with somebody who understands you, now this can't be just any old person because we can go to a friend, we can go to uh, somebody that just doesn't really understand the, the power of Uh, you know, what the narcissist could do, you have to find somebody who truly understands. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people, even professionals that don't really understand how it makes us feel just being around them. We, we physically get sick. Like I know some people where they get stomach aches, just thinking about their ex or a a boss that um, made them feel bad. And then you know, those triggers, that's another thing that you'd have to um, deal with. And 
And so there's so many components, but all I'm saying is if you really want to take this seriously, find one person that understands you or you can call them and they're not going to judge you. They're not going to be upset because maybe you're thinking about going back. They're not going to put you down. Like, how could you, how could you think about going back to this monster? That's on you. Anybody that does that kind of stuff, that's not the type of friend I'm talking about, or even a coach. You want somebody that's supportive. That's saying, you know what, no matter what you do, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. I'm here to listen. I'm not here to judge. And I'm here for you, whatever decision you make, but I will here I will be here for you. Um, and if they give their opinion or their feedback, take it for what it is. But it's so hard to just kind of met, do this all in your head by yourself. So if you're looking to go non-contact, look for that one person. There are people that are listening at this this podcast that don't have that luxury. They don't have, they can't move. They can't get away. They have to stay in that position, whether it's for a kid, kids, whether it's for children involved, whether it's custody, divorce, um, a job, a contract, whatever that is, usually there's still hope because if you don't, you can't go non-contact, you can do something else. And that's dropping your emotions. I'm going to repeat that once more you're not going to feel anything for this person, which is very, very tough because here you are, maybe you've been with this person all your life and you don't know anything differently. Um, and you're bonded to this person yet. They treated you like crap for decades. What other people won't understand why you can't just let go. The fact of the matter is there is a bond there. And I understand that, but before, if you can't go non-contact, which seems to be with a lot of people that I coach where they're married to somebody like a narcissist, they can't leave. They can go gray rock. They can start to feel and say to themselves, if this person, you know, starts dating other people in front of me, or they get hit by a bus, God forbid, or um, something bad happens to them, it's not going to matter because they're already dead to you inside. And to get to that point, it takes work. It takes work. And what I usually walk a lot of my clients through is going way back before you met the narcissist, even further when you were growing up as, as a kid, where did this feeling come from where you have to get you know, the validation, where you want to feel loved and you're craving for attention and those breadcrumbs? That's where we start off at. We start off at the way beginning before the narcissist even came in the picture. And we, we start from there and we look at your authentic self when you were a child or growing up, why were you feeling like you had the need that you, maybe you weren't getting enough attention or you were abused. And then you came across this narcissist who, you know, could have been anyone, but it happened to be this person who, who took you for granted and used you and then tossed you aside. So once you can see that, and it takes some time to do this. It's not overnight. It's constantly, we, we take bits and pieces. And then once you are able to put the puzzle together, I can tell you this much, you start losing, um, not, you start losing just all of your feelings towards this, this, this person, even though they could be the father of your children, it's not going to affect you because when you visually see them and you talk to them, it's just like, there's nothing there. 
And if you can, once you get to that point, it's like you won the game, game over. And the narcissist is going to be very disappointed and they're going to go try it on somebody else. But before then, they're they're going to try everything in their power to get underneath your skin, you know, start talking about uh, you to other people, um, maybe talk to your kids how how bad you are and, you know, just do all these things to get on your skin. But if you don't respond or react and you go gray rock and you start using these uh, tools where you start going back in your past and you start unraveling why you are so attracted to somebody who treats you bad and you can unfold that. You could do that with a therapist. You could do that with a coach. You could do that with um, your friend, but you have to, you have to have this conversation out loud. You can't do it on your own. It's, it's just very tough to, to kind of just say, okay, I'm going non-contact. I'm not going to let anyone, anyone go. In fact, I have a lot of people um, that, I hold accountable like every week I'll have them send me uh, an email on why, you know, you know what they felt that week and why they left. What was their, what was their motivation to leave this person? And every week when they sent me that uh, email um, I could tell like when I met with them in the coaching session that they would feel less and less and less. And then they would get to a point where they're like, I don't care if he lives dies i mean he's dead to me basically and when i see him like if i have to go to a function and we're there um i don't get that reaction in my chest i i feel like it's just an you know like it's like a ghost like no one's really there um and and they might they might provoke me at these these functions like a wedding where you have to see them or some sort of funeral where you have to see them but you get to a point where you could, if you do the work, when you see that person visually, it's, it's just going to be like ghost. It's, it, there's not going to be anything. It's like, you're going to go up to somebody who's in the street that you never met. You know, once you can identify that they're equivalent to a stranger, that's it. And you have won the game and you have to learn from this. We've got to make sure that the next relationship or the next job that you do your vetting, you keep your boundaries set, you know, and, and you, and you let people know that you are not going to tolerate this because what's the point of getting rid of somebody with all this hard work and then going right back to a similar person, just in a different body. So with that said, I hope you guys got something out of this. No contact. Um, it is possible. It's the best feeling in the world, but you got to go through hell to get to it. Um, I try to make it suck less. So definitely if you're, if you can resonate with this, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I am taking coaching clients. You can see on the bio, you can reach out to me. I have a couple openings. So again, if you can subscribe, hit the notified bell. I have a lot more, uh, guests coming on this, uh, week and, uh, thanks again for reaching out. I know a lot of you guys have been, uh, sending me emails and DMS and, um, it makes my day to be honest to, you know, that you, you like the content and you guys know who you are. So thank you again for all your, uh, feedback and it, it motivates me to do more of these. So and it's fun. I love helping people. So with that said, stay tuned for the next episode and we are out. 
You're listening to the On Call Impact.